You are listening to the Talisha Talks podcast for women who conquer. I'm your host, coach, and life lover, Talisha Kim. It is my personal mission to help you live your best life, have radical joy, and turn perfectionism into purpose. In this podcast, you will explore the meaningful parts of your life, reinvent yourself, and turn your dream life into a reality. Yes, you really can have it all. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to those of you who sent in your aha moments and what you had learned from the podcast last week. It seriously fills my heart with joy to hear what you are learning and growing from this and helps me to know too of other topics that I can create and produce for you to help you live the life that you want to live. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sending those in to me. And if you are just catching this podcast for the first time, I would love to hear how this episode is helping you. And you can send those replies in to me at my email, which is info at talishakim.com or on Instagram or Facebook. You can find me there at Talisha Kim. I would love to connect with you and continue to grow right alongside of you and hear more about your story. Today's topic is all about your circle of authority and how who you are is shaped from the person that you were and the environment that you came from. And this is such a great topic, one that I notice repeating over and over and over again as a theme for my clients. So what better way than to bring it to you here on this podcast and help you to create relationships and home lives that bring you joy where you are excited to wake up in the morning and connect with the people around you rather than feeling anxious or depressed or worried about the family and the friendships and the relationships that you have. So without further ado, let's dive in and talk about this. So I want you to think for me about a problem that you are having in a relationship right now. And what is that problem? Now, That problem is only a problem because of what you think about it. And you only think that way about the problem because of the environment from which you came from. Now, this is going to make a lot more sense here in a minute. I'm going to use some examples from my own life. But that's the biggest thing I want you to know of is the way that you think and the way that you feel. It isn't just in this present moment. It truly comes from the environment that you came from and you don't change your relationships don't improve until you start to look at yourself start to do this healing work become conscious and aware of your habits and your patterns that aren't working for you in fact today I just got off a coaching call with one of my clients and she was struggling to create time for herself to do this healing work and I I just was kind of blunt and I said you know this is kind of a theme for you I'm noticing we're three months in and and this is still a a struggle for you why is that what is going on and it's a problem for her it's hard for her to take time for herself because she believes it's being lazy you know she grew up with the belief of you got to do you got to work you've got to you know make sure other people are taken care of there's no time for you to slow down and take care of you and so that belief was driving her action, her behavior of not taking time for herself. 
And so the problems that you are facing here in the present is usually not from a present problem. It's from a past experience that created a thought and a belief in you and you are just reenacting that in your present circumstance. So let me use an example to showcase this for you. Over the weekend, Paul and I went to see Garth Brooks with my sister and my brother-in-law. Woo-hoo! It was so good. If any of you went to that, please tell me what your favorite song was that he played. I personally loved that summer. Mm, it just like fuels that feminine energy <laughs> inside of me. I loved it. I loved going to Garth Brooks. But anyway, I digress a little bit. On our way to the concert, my husband, he, I don't know what he was doing, honestly, but it just bothered me. So he accelerated really fast and then braked really fast and it scared the crap out of me. Okay. Scared me. I was angry and I was fearful, right? Like that's usually not how he drives. So my body went into this like whole, not PTSD, but (laughs) this stress response. Okay. It went into a stress response. My nervous system was like, whoa, danger, 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 danger. So I was mad at him. Now, was I mad at him because of that behavior? Yes. But why was I mad at that behavior? If I had never had an experience that would say that was scary or that was dangerous behavior, then I could have just been like, oh, huh, that was fun, <laughs> right? But let me tell you, let me back up a little bit. When I was in Young Women's, I had a leader who told us when we were 16, teenage boys are scary and they drive recklessly, okay? So I took on that belief, not just at teenage boys, but boys in general, they were scary. They didn't drive responsibly, So in my mind, I'm already believing that because my husband is a guy, that he's going to drive irresponsibly. All right. Now, next up, I've also been in a car wreck before. In a car wreck where someone tried to speed up to make it through the light when it wasn't their right of way. It was mine. Okay. So I have these two very big, profound experiences in my life where pain has happened and where problems have happened because of driving irresponsibly. And so when my husband did this, my brain was like, this is bad. This is wrong. He shouldn't behave this way. So that created a feeling of being afraid and of being scared. Do you see how this happens? And then my reaction to that was I punched him. I was so scared. I was like, we don't do that. (laughs) Okay. Was that how I would normally behave? Absolutely not. It was all this automatic response. And so I want you to look at your own relationships. The way that you are behaving is not because of what the problem is right now in this moment. It's because of experiences that you have had in your past that dictate how you feel right now in the present. So if you're having an argument right now with your spouse, or if you're upset with your spouse, or even a friend for that matter, I want you to think back of past environments that created that belief system that tells you Something is wrong. This is bad. This shouldn't be how they behave. They should behave this way. And this is where we start to step into the expectations and the shoulds for relationships. And if there is anything that hurts a relationship or damages it, it's going to be an expectation and a should. Now, are there common foundational things in a marriage? Absolutely. 
And this is what I walk my clients through because grief work isn't just for death. So many of my clients that I work with have problems in their relationships where they aren't communicating, where they struggle to feel heard, where they feel like their spouse and them are on different pages. And so the work that I do with them is to help them work through that loss of expectation, through that loss of someone not doing what they expected them to do when they got married or in that relationship, right? And so I want you to look at your own relationships for me right now, whether it be your marriage or another like a friendship or a parent-child relationship, I want you to look at those and I want you just to become mindful for a moment. Take a step outside of that pain point and ask yourself, where did I first experience this? When did this belief come up that it was wrong for my husband to ignore me? When did I first create this belief system that it isn't right for my husband to want sex more than I want it? You know what I mean? Like there's so many different things that you can in place here, but I want you to think about what was the first time or when was the first time that you experienced this problem and why it is showing up right in the here and now. So another example for you is Again, I can say this because I've had foresight and I've done that healing work. When my grandma died, I put so much expectation on Paul to help me feel good. Because when I was with him, I didn't feel so much anxiety. I felt like he was my grounding force that I could be okay. That if Paul was with me, my life would work out and I would be okay inside. Because I didn't have anxiety attacks when Paul was with me. It was only when Paul wasn't with me that those would really start to pick up and get heavy. And so when I finally started to dive in and do this work to recognize my patterns and my habits that I was doing that wasn't actually helping me to have a good life, what I realized was that when Paul and I first met, he was the guy who helped me get my life back on track. I wasn't living in a way that I don't even know how to word it. I wasn't living in a good way, a way that I would have wanted myself to live in. (laughs) I I was just going through some things, you know, angsty teenager stuff. And when I met Paul at the age of 19, he really helped me come back to God. He really helped me to solidify the future wife and mother that I wanted to be. And so I formed this belief system that Paul was safe, that Paul helped me to be okay, that Paul helped me feel good inside and feel good about myself. So after my grandma died and he wasn't meeting those expectations, I had all of these feelings about it. I felt like he didn't love me anymore. I felt like he didn't want me anymore. I felt like he didn't care about my safety anymore. And none of that was true. But my thoughts and my feelings told me it was based on my past circumstances, the past environment that I came from. And until you choose to be in places of healing, you're going to continue to repeat those patterns. You're going to continue to repeat repeat pain in your relationships, in your marriage. And it's just not going to be the life that you want. You're not going to feel good when you're repeating those habits. So you will repeat what you know until you choose to become conscious of it. Let me repeat that. You will repeat what you know until you become conscious of it. 
And what you know stems from your past environment, usually what you grew up with, right? How your parents were, what your parents told you about the world, what you unconsciously picked up on about the world because of your parents, like (laughs) from teachers, all of the things. So when you really start to dive in and do this work, what you're actually doing is starting to let go of the expectations and the shoulds of what other people should do for your life. And this is where that circle of authority starts to come in. So let's say that you have a belief that your husband should communicate his feelings to you. All right. That seems like a pretty good expectation in a marriage that your husband should communicate his needs to you. Fair enough. Right. So you have this expectation. Now, when your husband does not communicate his feelings. Let's say that you notice that he walks in the door after work and you can just tell in his whole body language that he's had a rough day and you greet him and you were like, honey, what's going on? Was today a bad day at work? What are you feeling right now? And he's like, nope, I'm fine. I'm good. Is dinner ready? (laughs) I don't know if it would be that extreme, but let's say he just totally blows you off. How are you going to feel? You're going to feel like he didn't want you around. You're going to feel like he wouldn't allow you to love him and nurture him and that he doesn't care about you because he didn't open up to you. Okay. So what you've just done in that moment is you've given him authority over your feelings. Wow. Let that sink in for a minute. You've given him authority over your feelings because you have just told yourself in your mind that he doesn't care about you because he didn't open up to you. Is that really what you want to believe? Now, let's say that you're not conscious of it and that that thought starts to ooze in. You're going to notice it in other areas of your life too. Maybe it's in that it's Valentine's Day and he doesn't plan a fancy dinner. Or maybe it's in your birthday and he doesn't give you a surprise gift. Do you see how this creates so many problems when we choose to believe a negative thought or when we choose to believe negatively about another person and let that dictate how we feel about ourselves? That's giving them authority over your existence. Now, this can show up too in people pleasers where you give the public (laughs) the power over who you show up as. So an example of this could be where you want people to think that you have your life together. You want people to think that you are a good woman, that you, you know, have your life put together and things are going well for you. And so you don't like to go out of the house without looking your best, right? You, you're dressed for the day, your hair is done. Maybe you have your makeup on and you will never step into a Walmart without being ready because you just know that if people see you not ready (laughs) for the day, that they're going to think that you are like a homeless person, right? So you've just given your authority to outside people, or maybe it's that you're in your church. Someone has asked you to make a meal for someone and you are stretched so thin that week and you really don't have time to do it. 
but you feel like people are going to judge you and they're going to talk negatively about you to other people if you say no. You've just given your authority to outside people and you're sacrificing yourself because you don't want other people to look at you negatively. You've given them the power over you. That's not how you become or be when you actually want to heal your life. You stop giving people the authority over who you show up as. And you get to show up as whomever you want to show up. Maybe you were up all night with a sick kid and you just don't have the energy to get ready, but you have to go to Walmart to get a couple groceries. So you go to Walmart in your baggy clothes and your hair pulled up in a mom bun and you rock it because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you or what's going on in your life. Or maybe it's that you say no to taking someone dinner that week because you don't have any capacity inside of you to do that. And instead of judging yourself or feeling guilty for saying no, you celebrate yourself. Wow, I am so proud of you for not sacrificing yourself. I'm so proud of you for knowing what your limit was and saying no. Do you see the difference there? So in the case with the husband coming home from work, you taking back your authority Instead of thinking, oh, he doesn't care about me, you think, hmm, maybe he's not ready to open up yet. Or maybe he doesn't know how he's feeling. Stop making it about you. It most likely has nothing to anything to do with you either. And everything to do with him. When you start taking back your power of authority, you stop shooting and expecting other people to be a certain way. And you allow them to be who they are. And that includes yourself. You stop shooting and expecting yourself to be anyone other than who you are. And who you are is a brilliant being who is going to have amazing days, who is going to rock it, who is going to be compassionate and kind. And days where you live your, lose your ever-living mind and you want to stay in bed all day And you beat yourself up because you just yelled at your kid for the fifth time today and you can't believe that you're back in this cycle. You're going to have days like that. And all of it is okay. All of it is welcome because it's your life. And you are deciding how you think and how you feel and not giving other people that power over you. Not giving other people the authority to make you mad. To make you upset. How is this going to change your life? I want you to think about that for a moment. And a lot of you are going to be like, okay, Talisha, this is awesome. This is great. But um, (laughs) how do I change this? I love the how answer. And I wish I had the best answer to give all of you. But the truth is, unless I'm sitting down one-on-one with you and hearing exactly what your pain point is, it's going to be hard for me to give you something that will work for every single person, right? Like it really is better in a one-on-one kind of setting where I can understand the whole scenario. But I do want to give you a tool that you can try and utilize when you are switching these expectations and these shoulds. So the first one would be is you have to become aware first. That's the very first step in any of this healing work. You have to be aware of the life that you're living. 
if there is pain in your life, which there should be because you're a human and (laughs) not every single day is going to be filled with the best of experiences. Even those of us who have done healing work for years and years and years, we still have bad moments, right? We still have things that we're like, I wish we didn't have to go through that. So no matter where you are at on the scale, things don't change until you are aware of them and you become aware of them by noticing your environment, what you don't like. And that's really easy to find. Surprisingly, it's easier to find what you don't like than what you do like. So I want you to write down or I want you just to look around and see the things that you don't like about your life. And then you need to figure out what the belief is. So if you're looking around right now and you're like, man, my kitchen and living room, they are really dirty. And you don't like that because it makes you feel like you're a slob. Then the belief connected to it would be, it is my belief that my living room and my kitchen should be clean. Okay. Maybe you are in a fight right now with your spouse and you are just like in a world of hurt, right? And you're noticing that that isn't how you want to be. So a belief could be, it is my belief that I shouldn't fight with my spouse, right? So I want you to think about your beliefs that are connected to the things that you don't like in your environment. And I want you to claim it as your own because it is your own. It may have stemmed from a parent or a leader or another person in your life, but you still have to claim it as your own. And as soon as you claim it as your own, then you have the power to free it from your life. Okay. So first step, become aware. Second step, write it down and claim it as your own. Third step, you need to feel that inside of your body. What does it feel like to have that belief? And what is happening in your life because you have that belief? So in the case with my husband, what was happening in my life was pain and suffering. I was miserable. I thought for sure I was headed for divorce. What is happening because you are holding on to that belief? So when you start to feel that in your body and recognizing what is happening in your life because you believe that that is how things are, then you can start to let it go. And the process for doing this is really cool. And I just did this with a client this morning and she loved it and had great results from it. So I'm going to teach you the same thing. So I want you to put your hands in fists. And when you read the belief, I want you to squeeze it. Okay, I want you to squeeze your fists together while reading that belief and feel the tension in your body, right? Feel it building up and all of the frustration, all of the pain, all of the annoyance, (laughs) let it build up while you're squeezing your fists, right? You hear I'm like clenching my teeth, like that's how this feels in your body. Recognize that, squeeze it together and then take a deep inhale in. And on the exhale, open your palms and picture that you are letting go of this belief. You're handing it to God, to the universe, to Mother Earth. 
you are releasing it. It no longer has space within your body. You are no longer available to believe that belief. You are going to let it go. And then once you've done that, you're going to bring it back into your body with what you want to feel. Okay? You're going to bring back in how you want to feel. Maybe you want to feel hopeful. Maybe you want to feel happy. Maybe you want to feel peace. Bring in the feeling, invite it in to your body. And then remember, only you get to have the power over your thoughts and your feelings. No matter what anyone else's belief or thought is about you, that is on them, not on you. And whatever you believe or think about someone else is on you, not on them. And when you become aware and you open yourself up, when you begin to do this healing work where you're willing to look at your habits of judging other people or looking at your habits of being frustrated with other people, looking at your patterns that you're repeating over and over and over again, that's when you start to find peace. That's when you start to realize who actually has authority over you. And it's no one. No one. You and God have authority for your life, but no other human being gets to have authority over you. And it's time that you take that power back for yourself. I hope today's episode was fulfilling and good for your soul. I would love to hear how it's benefited you and what your takeaways were from it. So with that, I send you with love and gratitude and peace, and I hope you have a beautiful day.